Welcome to the Naturally Nourished Podcast that delivers cutting-edge food as medicine solutions for optimal health. Allie Miller is a nutrition expert sought up by the media and America's top medical institutes for her revolutionary functional medicine interventions. From disease treatment to prevention, every episode will empower you with ways to put yourself back in control of your health. Please note, the topics discussed are for educational purposes only. Now welcome, Integrative Dietitians Allie Miller and her co-host Becky Yu. Welcome to episode 354 of the Naturally Nourished Podcast. In today's episode, we are talking all about troubleshooting your keto, as well as updates in our functional medicine approaches to low carb. We're going to cover the impact of DHEA and adrenals on ketosis, how ketones can aid in hormone regulation, and we'll troubleshoot some of the common weight loss stalls using real food. Absolutely. This has been now 15 years that I've been leading programs with a food as medicine approach to nutritional ketosis. And this is something that I am super passionate about because I really find that just as important it is that we are wired to be omnivores and eat both plants and animal products and proteins, that we are also wired or designed innately to be able to be a hybrid machine to run off of both glucose and ketones. And when we have access to ketones, it provides so much freedom in the world of reduced cravings. When we reset our palate to savory, it really helps to set us up for metabolic success. And I find that nutritional ketosis is a powerful tool that I really feel passionate that everyone should have access to. And then they can utilize that, plugging it in when needed, using it as a dial, if you will, to turn it up or turn it down based on lifestyle stressors or weight loss goals or inflammatory needs. And this is a tool that's going to be important to empower you for optimal health throughout your entire life. I I really feel strongly about that. Yes, totally. And I have so many clients right now that are kind of coming back to keto after maybe their summer vacation or maybe a more extended break. And I'm like, hang tight, let's start now. And then September, we're going to like really hit it hard Mm -hmm. um, with the launch of our next live keto program, which comes um, September 6th. Yes. So this is just weeks away and we're giving you the grace of ensuring that the kids are back in school. We have kind of those regulators of our schedule and flow and not the summer touch and go crazy that we're all still swimming through. Uh, And we can't wait to start right after Labor Day. So it's going to be September 6th. It is a 12 week long program. And so this is six classes that we do live at noon central standard on Wednesdays. Uh, Note that if you participate in our live program and that meeting time does not work for you, I will say about 50% of our participants watch it as a 24-hour release when we release and upload that class for you because they still find the benefit of participating live with having access to our forum. We keep a Slack channel, which is non-social media based, but allows different channels of conversation on recipes, on supplement questions, on advanced functional medicine to troubleshoot maybe what type of lab you might need to do. And what's unique is each of our six classes are jam-packed with functional medicine approaches. So we don't teach you just about how to toggle your levers of carbs, protein, and fat. We teach you about cardiometabolic disease. We teach you about the mechanisms of action of berberine. We talk to you about the difference of myo-inositol and how that helps with insulin sensitivity and liver health. You really get to nerd out in a comprehensive approach for a three-month window, feel empowered and inspired, and you get very one-on-one support that we help to walk you through. And you get access to Becky and my brains uh, for just $2.99 for this entire three-month-long program. And we take you all the way into the holidays. So the final class is on November 15th. We're wiring you for success to feel your best and end the year strong. Yes. And of course, we'll talk like keto Thanksgiving recipes at that time Mm -hmm. and all the things. It's like the best time of year, I feel like, to do this just to set you up and get you rolling. Um, You also, for that $2.99, get an exclusive discount on supplements during the duration of your keto program. So that whole three months, you'll be locked in um, with a discount code. And you get discounts on labs, which those can really, you know, make up the value of the class alone, especially with that MRT, which is a bigger ticket mm-hmm. item. We give 
250 off of that lab, um, hundred bucks off of like our stool test and a couple of the other labs and other varying discounts. If you wanted to do the neurohormone or micronutrient panel, yes. um, as well as other, um, labs that we have on our website. And like I said, what's unique about this program, especially as a podcast listener is that this really takes you through all of the different phases. We cover inflammation, we cover di- gut dysbiosis and leaky gut. We cover hormones, we cover detoxification. Like I said, cardiometabolic health, and you get our support on really where you need to start. If you need to do deep dive labs and you get to have that direct conversation with us. So we're super excited for y'all to join. If you join in the month of July, you can save $50 using the code EARLYBIRD50. So go ahead and take advantage of that. And then know that you're ending the summer strong with an action plan and that following Labor Day, you're going to put up those barriers and lead yourself into feeling amazing in your body again. All right. Can't wait to see you all there in our live keto program. And that discount code and the link will be in today's show notes. Let's talk for a moment about our sponsor for this episode, Peak State Coffee. Yes. So Peak State Coffee makes coffee with direct health benefits. They provide whole bean coffee infused with adaptogenic mushrooms that can boost your brain, support gut health, and balance stress while keeping a really quality coffee taste that you love. A lot of the nootropic coffee replacement blends out there really taste like mud to me. Um, They don't have that robust roast. They don't have that bitter alkaloid flavor profile. And I, when I first tasted Peak State Coffee, brought my husband over to their booth because he is the coffee connoisseur in the Miller household. I mean, like he sources his beans based on location and knows particular roasts and et cetera, and all of the notes of the coffee. And he fell in love immediately. We really love Peak State because they incorporate an actual medicinal level of these nootropic adaptogen compounds. So every serving is gonna have 500 milligrams of lion's mane, reishi, chaga, And what also they ensure with their beans is that they are mold free. So you know that you don't have to worry about that aflatoxin and that contaminant element. Their coffee is chemical free, non-GMO and low acid. So I find personally when I consume peak state coffee that I have less sensitivity to the jitters because I don't get that epinephrine adrenaline surge because those adaptogens help to offset my stress signals in my body. And then also I don't have that GI discomfort of the acidity. What's more, I add a scoop of our pure collagen in there and that further helps to buffer and add a boost of protein, making my daily ritual of coffee a really health supporting routine. So go on over to Peak State Coffee, that's P-E-A-K-S-T-A-T-E-C-O-F-F-E-E.com slash Allie Miller RD, or use Allie Miller RD at checkout. We will put a link in the show notes as well. Um, and when you use our code, you're gonna save 20% on your order. And also you let them know that you're thanking them for supporting the Naturally Nourished podcast. All right. So it's been a minute since we've had like a focused episode on keto. I feel like we talk about it a lot. Um, But let's go ahead and just muse on why we love keto, why we still love keto, why this way of eating has like really stood the test of time. Yeah. And my argument would be is that It's how we've been wired or designed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, you know, the fact that hunters and gatherers, the evolution of human prior to agricultural industrial consistency of food access requires the use of ketones for survival. So (laughs) I would wire that, you know, nutritional ketosis is again, how we're wired to survive any time that you're fasting or you are avoiding eating generally over a 16 hour window, you're going to start to produce some ketones. And we know that ketone bodies themselves are a lower oxide or lower oxidative stress for our brain. Um, And so it's a cleaner fuel to burn. Uh, And this in itself reduces inflammation. So we see huge impacts on cognition and cognitive clarity. We also see a benefit in the world of stress response and anxiety. And this is why I use it as a foundation of the anti-anxiety diet. Because when ketones cross our blood-brain barrier, 
They actually upregulate GABAergenic effects. GABA is that neuroinhibitory mellower out. So it mitigates or offsets surges of fight or flight stress, anxiety, panic attack. And we also know that that connection to reduced brain inflammation means that mood disorders are lessened when we're using nutritional ketosis. Ketones also play a role with our hypothalamus. And we're talking about that HPA axis of the hypothalamus pituitary adrenal feedback. And when we have a production of ketones in our body, we see that HPA axis regulated better. We tend to see better pituitary function in the world of fertility. We see a better balance in women's hormones from their FSH to LH hormone balance. Um, and we also see ketones working kind of like a slingshot, creating these keto miracle babies because we see such response in insulin sensitivity. Uh, and we also see a good benefit in the world of hormone modulation. So, so, so many reasons. And then, you know, beyond that, we see neurological impact. In fact, yes. the ketogenic diet was originally designed for epilepsy, but we yes. see application beyond epilepsy to Alzheimer's, you know, loss of cognitive function. Um, we can see Parkinson's having uh, good results with keto as well. Yes. MS for sure. Um, we love that it's muscle sparing and fat burning. So we get that sustainable impact where we are preserving or even improving our muscle mass while burning fat. And we're actually increasing or at least maintaining our BMR. So it can be you know, a long-term weight loss totally. solution, right? Yes. Um, we see reduction of cravings and binge eating. In fact, this is probably one of the best things that a lot of my binge eating clients have ever yep. done. Um, and one of the more sustainable approaches in that capacity, for sure. Um, we see increased antioxidant capacity. We see applications, for sure, um, in the world of diabetes yes. and metabolic disease. I think that's a huge, huge mm -hmm. area of focus. Getting people off metformin, yep. even those that were insulin dependent to no longer require insulin, et cetera. I mean, it's remarkable in the world of how we can actually see remission of diabetes, which has been shown in research and we've covered in past episodes. Yeah. Um, and then anti-cancer effects yep. as well, which is incredible. And then not to mention, we've done an entire episode as well that we can link here on the keto immune connection. So as we go into fall and we're setting up for whatever is going to be thrown at, our, at ourselves or our households, if there's another <laughs> biological warfare virus out there, we've talked about how doing nutritional ketosis actually ups your body's T cell production and that there's these immunoglobulin modulating effects of nutritional ketosis that makes you more resilient. So that in itself, I think is a huge argument and a great timing as we're heading into, like I said, this kind of cold flu viral season during this next live keto program. Um, and then one more thing I would just note, uh, you mentioned Becky, like the binge and cravings. Mm -hmm. And I think that I had, you know, mentioned earlier, one of my favorite things is this food freedom with keto. And I really feel that now personally using nutritional ketosis for over a decade, I taught classes prior to thinking I ever needed to do keto. And then, you know, as I started to play with it personally, I love the food freedom in the sense that I feel like I can indulge when I dine out. And as long as I'm mindful of my carb load, that I'm not going to have weight gain. I'm not going to feel bloated. I'm not going to feel inflamed. And that to me takes off so many years of like the white knuckling angel devil on the shoulder of like eating out, being sure. on a diet. Yeah, totally. um, I find that keto really allows me so much freedom when I just write off the sweets and I focus on savory. And, yep. and that I think is what's sustainable to keep a healthy body composition. Oh, totally. And, and one of the easiest quote unquote diets to follow at a restaurant too. I mean, I was at um, Clark's in mm -hmm. Austin the other day for my birthday and I was like, I'm going to have oysters, which feels really indulgent to me, you know, cold water oysters and mm -hmm. then a lobster roll, but I'm going to have it on lettuce and, you know, wouldn't have eaten the bun anyway, but like super, super indulgent, bold flavors, didn't need a dessert with all of that yummy goodness. And yes. it was wonderful. And you can still dip your bites in butter. And uh, tons of butter. I yes. <laughs> have done that three times this summer at Ski Shores. It's my jam. Lobster roll, hold the roll. Just give me the butter lettuce cups. <laughs> they look at you a little funny and, you know, we can't be the only ones. I feel like also sometimes they give you a little bit extra lobster yeah. in the back of the yeah. kitchen because they're yeah. like, oh, I feel bad without that bun. Yeah. So we're totally yeah. winning. Yeah, totally. 
All right, so we shared we've got our upcoming 12-week keto class starting in September. Let's share a few of the like aha moments from participants in our last program, which was just this past January. Yes. Okay. So we can just kind of go back and forth or whatever. Uh, I learned that prescription meds can sometimes drive other deficiencies, creating the snowball effect of needing other pharmaceuticals. I got off of three of my prescription drugs and have maintained off of them without symptoms during this program. And I now feel free. That's amazing. Love that. Uh, Learning how to balance my macros through meal planning, as well as identifying areas of stress and how they affect my mental and physical health. And we do a whole class on just the impact of stress alone. Yep. And then we also troubleshoot meal planning a lot, which is important. And I think during the summer feels so chaotic, but come September, it feels really good to have that confidence of lock and load mode. Mm-hmm. Um, discussing stress as it relates to weight gain was a huge for me. Calm and Clear is now my Desert Island supplement too. That's probably alluding to me saying that it's my Desert Island yep. supplement. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Um, let's see. So hard to pick one. Managing my stress. This seems to be a common theme, right? Yes. Common theme. Um, managing my stress with supplements and finally got into ketosis after trying for years that I'm likely pushing my system too hard with exercise, fasting, carbs, etc. And less is more is huge. Yes. And I think that's one of those things you have to do in the program because when you're on your own and you're just listening to podcasts or you're following influencers on social media, you're jumping from boat to boat to boat of like change or habit shift or next level thing that you're going to try. And I think being in the program and having consistency and having a plan, often you find that you have to work less hard and the results actually come, which I think is super huge. Um, We see another feedback saying, understanding the ideas of process, meaning that there's no overnight fix and that the body actually will adapt to keto. And then another person said, lesson three from last week when Allie explained HPA access and how it all works, this was the missing puzzle piece for me. So when you join our program, you don't want to miss class three where a lot of people are alluding to that stress HPA access balance. Yes, it's a big one. Yes, Uh, Food is medicine. And when I feed my body crap, I feel like crap. Allie makes cooking easy and simple. I love that one. All right. And one last one. I came to this program to see if my rheumatoid arthritis would respond positively inflammation-wise to this approach. I can say honestly that I feel ketosis has helped with bringing down my inflammation. However, I feel so much more energy, which has been a big problem with rheumatoid arthritis, the lack of energy and chronic fatigue. I'm so happy that I've gone this route and was surprised to see these results. Not only that, but more weight has come off, a little over 10 pounds, and I feel more alert mentally. My mood is more stable as well, and I just overall feel great. I have decided to make this a lifestyle change as I think of other things that will improve my health over the long haul. Thank you for providing the entire program with the web meetings as well. All in all, I think it's a great program that is very sustainable and beyond valuable. Awesome. All right. So, so, so much good feedback from just our January program alone. Um, Let's go ahead and get into some listener questions that were submitted via Instagram. Um, We've got 10 to get through, so we will try to be, you know, thorough and cover all our bases, but also somewhat brief. Okay. Ish, not quite rapid fire, just somewhere in between there. Um, So we can cover just as much ground as possible. Great. Um, Starting with this one, do menopausal women have any special considerations in keto? Okay. And we can kind of go back and forth, team them, however you want to do it, Becky. But um, so I think the first thing that is often not spoken about enough with menopausal women is their need for more protein. So, you know, we start to see sarcopenia or muscle wasting at our mid thirties. And every decade, we're at risk of another 3 to 5% of muscle loss. Uh, and this can have a remarkable influence on metabolic health. This can have a huge impact on even bone health over time because muscle mass plays a role with our weight-bearing activity and that skeletal influence. We can also see that lack of muscle playing a role with reducing our metabolism. And that lack of muscle can cause more chronic fatigue and make us immune compromised or susceptible to infection and overall higher mortality or death rate. Um, and so this is an area that I think often you know, is overlooked 
and especially women going into keto in that menopausal range, if they're just following any classic keto program, they're probably not getting enough protein and probably also getting on the other end of the spectrum too much fat. Um, and so I think that that's something to consider. And when we're in this perimenopausal or menopausal phase, nutritional ketosis in a balanced food as medicine approach, I would argue, is the best way to support hormone balance because we know that insulin resistance drives hot flashes. So the way that we can bring down these refined processed carbs and support satiety with ample protein but still get bright light flavors like you know acids from lime juice and cumin and garlic and bright things that we bring to the table um, this is a great way to reduce that inflammation with high antioxidant and also reduce the process of that insulin resistance so hot flashes can be resolved we can also see slower hormonal transition or dips um, as they maintain that muscle mass for sure and so for those individuals, I'd say like incorporating the grass-fed whey in a shake on a daily basis to hit those protein goals, super, super important. Also adding our pure collagen in there yes. because of the bone density loss piece of the puzzle and skin elasticity and all the things, especially for actively losing weight, right? We want right. to support that skin elasticity so we don't have, you know, sagging skin, stretch marks, etc. cetera. 100%. Yeah. Um, and then also adding on like the bio C plus for progesterone support. I think that's super important, especially in like the perimenopausal phase or honestly, any woman who's cycling really <laughs> yes. needs that too, All right? Ages. <laughs> All ages and stages. Um, vitamin C is just, you know, so, so essential. Yeah. And progesterone uh, dips before estrogen yep. often. So I think that's a great starting point for hormone yep. support. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then relax and regulate as well, I think would be a key formula again for those perimenopausal women where we're starting to see maybe some of the like sleep disturbance or yes. other adverse symptoms um, has you know multifactorial approach on not only hormones but also insulin sensitivity so I think that's a really good formula to keep for that population yes awesome so tons there for that population uh, my macros are perfect, but I'm not making ketones. What's going on and should I be concerned? And so this is a topic that we tend to hit in our second class when we go into, it's actually, I think, called troubleshooting keto. Uh, so in the first class, we lay out, of course, you know, the uh, protocol, which I will state our protocol is so unique that there are different phases within it and we have a fast track we have a steady and sustain and then a heal maintain and gain approach and this is what adjusts your macro grams and your total calories and we have a very cool spreadsheet that you just plug in your weight your goals what range of stress and activity you have so that you know where you fall and that's where you start with your macro so this individual i'm not sure if they're doing our program how if we would define their macros as quote unquote perfect, but I would need to see their macros yes. <laughs> as, as a first thing. Because we often troubleshoot. And then what's really cool is just like anything, like anyone selling a book, anyone doing a program, if it's not live and engaging, we still will overwrite even what we've refined in my 15 years of clinically using ketosis in our calculator, we'll still refine and overwrite at times if sure. not getting results. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's really important to call out having that, again, direct access to us because if it's not working, we're going to tell you what to shift. Yeah, yeah. But if your body can't make ketones, we're going to really want to first look on the ketone producer in the body, which is the liver. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that your liver is not severely inflamed or you're not dealing with fatty liver or liver disease in which if that is the case, we would likely be seeing an elevated ALT and AST liver enzyme report. We might even recommend you get a GGT, which looks at gamma glutathione S transferase. Um, and this speaks to toxicity in the liver. And if we're seeing issues in the liver on any of those labs, we're gonna most definitely ensure that you are doing maybe a 21 day versus a 10 day detox preemptively. Something you can do if you're not making ketones is do our 10 day detox using our Reset, Restore, Renew detox packs because this is going to ensure that your liver is getting the nutrients it needs to work the best it can. And we also are giving you botanical compounds that upregulate 
the detox process, support hepatocytes or liver cells. And so for this individual, we'd probably also be putting them on a detox pack daily, either at rise or at bed after that 21 day detox. But if you haven't run these labs, this might be something to first do is jump into the 10 day detox as an entryway to see if that will boost ketones. And we always say when your liver is less stressed and it doesn't have as much of a burden of toxicity and we've done a clinical detox, then the liver will actually perform better. And that means that it regulates cholesterol, it regulates sexual hormone, and it produces ketones more effectively. Yes, totally. That's often just a turnkey solution I see with, mm-hmm. with our keto clients is adding a detox pack and all of a sudden our ketones in the morning are happening. Totally. Again. Yeah, totally. Um, and then um, looking at like carnitine status, yes. carnitine is um, a limiting amino acid for ketone production, right? So carnitine helps to shuttle fat into the mitochondria for energy production. Um, And sometimes when we've been doing keto long-term, we burn out carnitine um, or, you know, just in the kind of day-to-day, whatever, um, we can be, you know, deficient in carnitine. So I think adding boost and burn would be a fabulous tool. It's a liquid carnitine supplement, um, best taken like at rise or pre-workout probably in the morning timeframe. And that can really help with that ketone production as well. Yes. So our boost and burn is in our keto essentials bundle for that reason, uh, which also includes digest aid, which is an enzyme formula that helps, especially in those that are adapting to a higher fat diet. And then also in there we have relax and regulate, right? So that's our formula that we would bring in, you know, Becky alluded to that in the menopause, perimenopause mode, but relax and regulate is a great way to combat keto flu or that transition of really bringing your carbohydrates down because it helps to reduce the risk factor of heart palpitations um, and really can help also in the sense of like muscle cramps and being a harness for your electrolytes for sure. Yeah, I think we get like all of our keto participants hooked on relax and regulate for life for good reason. Many kick off with that um, keto essentials bundle because that's what it's called. And if you're getting in, it's a good place to start. And I would note the um, third area of kind of a rock to pick up or explore is on a hormonal level. And this is looking at DHEA. Um, So DHEA is made in the adrenal glands. Uh, It plays a huge role as a precursor to sex hormone. So it plays a role in production of estrogen and testosterone. But DHEA also converts into 7-keto-DHEA, which is an intermediary compound that once it converts, can't go back into steroid hormone, but actually pushes forward into metabolites of ketone bodies. Um, And so when we're looking for that BHB or that beta-hydroxybutyrate, that's the active ketone compound in the blood that we'd be assessing. DHEA levels truly need to be at 150 in the saliva or in a robust range of an ideal standard reference range in the blood to ensure that that individual has the juice, if you will, to support ketone production. Uh, So for this individual, especially if they're dealing with maybe fatigue as well, their macros are perfect, but they're kind of burned out or they had had a season of high stress, bringing in our adrenal support would be a good first level and then getting your DHEA levels tested and you might need to also supplement with DHEA compound. Yep. Um, and or adrenal support could do a similar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, totally. All right. How to get enough salt in. I have two meals daily, but I notice palpitations with keto. I love this one. Okay. So actually palpitations, I had mentioned, you know, relax and regulate as a tool in the world of magnesium based glycinate. And we think of that as a tool for neuromuscular health, but we see clinically that palpitations are actually primarily due to hyponatremia or low sodium or not getting enough salt. So one thing I love to do, and we can link in the episode, is our electrolyte limeade, which is a concoction that Becky and I make on our YouTube channel, where we mix lime and lemon and uh, Redmond Real Salt and a scoop of our Relax and Regulate and shake that in a cocktail shaker and uh, option of doing small amount of raw honey to kind of just emulsify and round that out. Um, But that is right now at over like 350,000 views, our top YouTube video, and really has a lot of information on that connection of electrolytes. So that's something I would suggest for this individual. Maybe if they're not getting in enough salt, 
we want to add in a pocket shaker like the, we can link Redmond in general um, their whole channel and you can always use Allie Miller RD to save at Redmond Real Salt but they have pocket shakers they have salt crystals or salt rocks that you can lick and those are two things to maybe keep on your person or in your purse or car uh, and then you know maybe starting your day with using olive oil on a plate with a half teaspoon of sea salt so that you're getting maybe a quarter of your needs because the goal would be at least two teaspoons daily so shaking it direct on your tongue mixing it with olive oil licking a salt rock making our electrolyte limeade are all great approaches and then i would also say if you're dealing with palpitations in general some people are sensitive to ketones and ketones are actually a little bit excitatory that like surge of energy um, and so maybe using a little bit of the GABA calm chews to help to just offset that fight or flight adrenaline surge that you might be seeing in the adaptation process awesome i think you hit that one pretty well um and we have a YouTube for sure on um, keto flu. Oh uh, yeah, let's link that too. A podcast too. Yes, definitely have some resources that I will link um, if I'm remembering right. Uh, called keep coping with keto flu, so that could be a helpful tool. Awesome. As well. All right, can keto be used to help get my period back and balance hormones? I'm currently underweight. Okay, so this individual is dealing with amenorrhea. So this is someone that is of cycling age. So we're not hearing that they're perimenopausal or you know late 40s, early 50s. I'm guessing this is someone in their 20s or 30s and they've lost their menstrual cycle. Um, and we can see this actually when the body is over-exercising, when the body is malnourished and malnourishment can occur from things like a gut infection or Crohn's disease or inflammatory bowel or of course malnourishment can come from not eating enough nourishment so under calorie consuming or not getting nutrient density in your food choices so i would argue for sure i would say maybe not across the board can keto work in this way but our approach to nutritional ketosis especially this individual will be a great candidate for our heal maintain and gain protocol which would be kind of a refeeding program but still using an anti-inflammatory whole food approach to keto so this is important because fat actually plays a role in hormone production and so really getting a excess of fat in the diet will be very satiating and will support getting sex hormone production back online so that that individual can start to get their menstrual cycle back. And we see that fat plays a role with leptin regulation and leptin is one of those compounds that we can even test in the blood. Um, leptin is a satiety signal, but it's also a safety signal for our HPA access. So if leptin is running too low by refeeding with healthy fats, that's going to actually bring that leptin online and tell the potential pituitary that it can produce more sex hormone and get that menstrual cycle back into action mode. Yes. And we have a whole episode on getting your cycle back that I would go ahead and listen to. Um, and for this individual too, I would throw relax and regulate into the mix mm -hmm. like right away to support that ovarian function and also just help with the stress piece of the puzzle. And I would also throw in for that person adaptogen boost yeah. because okay. we've seen specific research on rhodiola, yes. which is one of the three adaptogens in that formula. And that actually bringing back regulated menstrual cycle and also supporting healthy ovulation uh, and just harnessing that fight or flight stress response with adaptogens getting that resilience to stress is going to be huge to support then the body's ability to feel safe to make enough sex hormone all right since i've been in your program i feel like we're cruising we're we doing it cruising. we're doing it this is kind of <laughs> rapid fire proud of yeah. us <laughs> um, all right it might help that our kids are swimming in the pool and we're recording this on a friday uh which is yeah. not normal becky just got back from travel so we're like we're, we're doing it we're yep. hitting it hard yeah and y'all just need to join our program so yep. you know if you need to pause and, and sign up that's fine too <laughs> These early bird 50. All right. Um, since I've been in your program, my digestion has improved. What do you think are the biggest parts that I should maintain? Like, why is this happening and what should I not take away? I guess is what they're asking. I'm taking digestive essentials bundle and eating your food as medicine keto protocol at 1.5. Well, I mean, I would say keep doing it. <laughs> um, you know, I'm not sure if this individual was eating processed seed oils before or was maybe eating gluten before and now has gone gluten-free by eating 
not just a, does it fit your macros, but our food is medicine, whole food approach to keto, which is really a devoid of corn, gluten, you know, soy processed ingredients. So I would say, you know, there may have been some pro-inflammatory foods that were causing drama. There may also have been some microbiome shifts. Maybe you were eating too many carbs and you were flaring yeast and you know all you needed to do instead of do the beat the bloat bundle which i don't hear that you did but maybe all you needed to do was kind of starve off that bacterial imbalance by reducing those carbs that were being fermented and you know maybe by just adding in that restore baseline probiotic that that's enough to populate your gut flora to get you back on track so the digestive essentials bundle includes our digest aid enzyme which has a combination of enzyme compounds that help us to break down carbs, proteins, and fats, but also has DPP-4 in there, which helps us to break down the casein in dairy and also the gluten compounds. And so if exposed to gluten or dairy, you get that insurance. We get some hydrochloric acid in there to rev up our digestive juices. And we also get ox bile in there. So if missing your gallbladder or you have a sluggish liver, this is really important because that bile helps to emulsify. And then we still have the lipase in there to help to absorb and uh, be able to use the healthy fats that we're consuming. So digest data will be taken prior to meals so that the stomach doesn't have to work so hard to break down your food. And that in turn is going to also increase your nutrient absorption at each meal, which is amazing. And then you're getting that restore baseline probiotic. So that could have that microbiome shift, the lactobacillus and bifido strains in there. And then you're getting the GI lining support. So maybe you've removed these pro-inflammatory foods but now you're also starting to seal and heal that leaky gut. So we're getting that L-glutamine in there with the diglycerized licorice root and the aloe extract. That is really helpful for heartburn or GERD. This is also really favorable, as I said, to heal and repair the epithelial lining or the gut tissue if it was inflamed or damaged. So I think Probably the thing I would say is stay on the digestive essentials bundle. If you want, you could always rest one of the formulas for three to five days to see which is the most influential, just so you know which one is the lifetime. Um, but it would not be inappropriate to stay on that bundle for the long haul. And then I would say, it sounds like at a keto protocol of 1.5, that's where we, we actually go from phase one, 1 1.5 to two, where phase two includes more carb cycling. Uh, so 1.5 is pretty much where I live personally. And this is that metabolic flexibility world where I still eat roasted root vegetables. I still consume whole food fruits, uh, the occasional moderate indulgence, but like, so we made Becky a birthday cake and it's an olive oil based chocolate cake with no flour. Um, and so these are the types of indulgences that I would go for where it still has maybe some of that sugar, you know, there's a half cup of sugar in there, but all in all, we're getting high fat quality sourcing and that food freedom, but still staying close to on track. Yeah. I think if it's not broke, don't fix it. Right. Yep. It would be my like short answer for that person. And in that 1.5, you know, you're able to certainly consume more fiber rich yes. foods. So that could be one area to like play with optimizing, like play with pushing your fiber a little bit, maybe adding like chia or flaxseed in if you're not already doing it, um, some jicama or something like that. Um, but otherwise I think you're rocking and rolling and let's not mess with it. Yep. All right. I tried keto for eight months using pH sticks, 1800 calories. I was at 280 pounds, then lost and then stalled. Why? Okay. So for this individual, I would check on their liver support. I'm not sure if they're still making ketones while they're tracking with those sticks. Um, but every time you lose about 10 pounds on the scale, you know, we used to say like 10% of your body weight, but I would even argue about 10 pounds on the scale that that's a time to consider our 10 day detox, because we do want to ensure that you're clearing the toxins that are stored in your fat and you're not driving hormone imbalance. So that could be something that this person could try. We could also assess inflammation and what's going on there. So is there CRP up? Are we worried about maybe consuming a food that's driving an inflammatory process? 
we could again look at the adrenals and DHEA, as I, I mentioned, all those kind of rocks to pick up if someone wasn't making ketones. But I'd also inquire on the metabolic deficit. Does this mm-hmm. person have enough muscle mass to be burning over 1,400 calories? Because just being at that 280, it's really dependent on your skeletal muscle mass to see what you're burning. So for this individual, we might employ doing a little bit of a touch and go where maybe they have a more caloric restricted day two to four days a week. Maybe they dip into 1400 calories, do a longer fast, like a bone broth fast with one meal. And then on the other end of the spectrum, bumping up their resistance training and their muscle work so that they can keep that BMR elevated. Yeah, 1800 might be a little a little high depending mm-hmm. on what's going on for the individual and I don't have their macro breakdown in front of me, but that's my first thought. Yep, totally. All right, I'm interested in your program, but I'm not sure if I'm a fit without telling you about myself, who is not a good candidate for your program. Okay, this is an interesting question. Um, I would argue that, again, in the 15 years that I've been running some form of a food as medicine ketosis class, I really feel that we have done our darndest to ensure that there is a protocol that is modifiable to everyone, including children with ADHD diagnoses, including active pregnant women, including individuals, like I said, that need to eat more to get their cycle back, and individuals that need to restrict more to get weight loss results. Um, So I would actually say as a quick answer that the only person who is not a good candidate for our program is someone who isn't ready to change Mm. because (laughs) information can only be as sexy as the application of it. I am confident that we have diverse enough of materials to fit and or adjust or modify to each person's need, but they have to want to do the work. Uh, We can't come home with you. (laughs) We can't cook for you, but we can give you all the tools in your tool belt once you're ready to do the work. Yep. Yep. I think that's a great answer. Someone who's not ready to change or not willing to commit to like 12 weeks of a change. Yep. Right? Yep. Um, I love the recent podcast on timing of your day and eating. So the circadian um, rhythm episode we just Chrono put out. nutrition. Yeah, yes. I was trying to remember that word. <laughs> Chrono nutrition. It's new to me. Yes. I've loved fasting as I dislike eggs. What other items should I have if I'm breaking my fast earlier, like 8 a.m.? Okay, I get that. So this person was like, woohoo, I removed breakfast and now I just get to eat savory lunch. Don't have to eat eggs, right? Right. I mean, I would just say you're just adjusting your timing, so it doesn't mean that you have to think of a breakfast versus a lunch. It's very true. I would just keep your lunch, but eat it earlier. Uh, so this could still be a salad with protein and an olive oil-based dressing. This could still be steak and vegetables. This could still be, you know, pork and beef meatballs with shredded cabbage. This could be a protein shake, which might be a little more like of a feeling of like a timely appropriate choice. Um, But again, in different cultures, they do savory breakfasts absolutely normally and, you know, broth with protein and veggies. Uh, Charcuterie plate could be a first meal, which would be lovely. That feels a little like Euro to me. And so to do like some uh, different forms of salami or prosciutto and uh, maybe marcona almonds and olives, uh, cucumber slices. That could be a really lovely way to kick off the day. Any other ideas you have? Um, just for easy peasy, um, I've been doing uh, like full fat cottage cheese with, totally. I, I add a drizzle of olive oil. Yeah. I add some um, cherry tomatoes from my garden that are sliced in half and like a little sprinkle of Maldon sea salt. Yes. And that's been like my consistent breakfast for a couple months now. Um, so cottage cheese or Greek yogurt, I think just for like ease of you're getting kids out the door, we're thinking school 100%. time again, all of that, um, something you don't have to like cook, but also no shame in leftovers from the night right. before either. And burrata, I've been doing burrata or, it's you know, fresh breakfast. stretched mo- mozzarella ball, right? Um, and same application, like the cottage cheese. But out here in the hill country, we don't have the best cottage cheese. I'll have to get that good culture out here. <laughs> That's what I use. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So good. I can always mule you some from, from the it. big city. Yes. All right. There's a lot out there about using keto just as a tool and cycling on and off keto. What are your thoughts on staying strict keto long term? I love this question because this is probably appropriate for Becky and I, we've had many seasons. I don't know. You started keto like what the year of your wedding or the year before your wedding or 
something like that. That's what I feel like I remember yeah, in my brain. I was like <laughs> sitting in on the keto classes. So I went and started it. Um, yeah. When I was engaged. So before what year away. is that? Uh, we got married in 2016. So 2015. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So a good amount of time, you know, like eight years now yeah. in and fluctuating and changing. And so I, I'm interested in, in your perspective as well, Becky. But for me, you know, I really jumped in, like I said, pretty similar timing, 14, 15. And, um, you know, I found that initially when I jumped into keto, I had a lot of doctrine, a lot of, you know, strictness. I remember when Stella was in the grocery cart at Whole Foods, I would like take the bite of her apple to hand her an apple to chew on. And I would like spit out the piece because I was nervous about swallowing that. And I've just been so educated by wearing continuous glucose monitors by testing, by seeing and feeling freed by metabolic flexibility. Um, And that's something that we really empower everyone in our program to understand is that, you know, your body can produce ketones while still eating quote unquote non-keto foods or things that would show up on a no list in a quote unquote ketogenic diet. So that's why I incorporate one banana in a recipe of nut flour muffins. Or again, you could absolutely have a full apple or at least a half apple with almond butter and chia seed as a snack likely depending on your amount of muscle mass your activity factor and your level of metabolic handicap truly or your level of insulin resistance and that to me was very empowering to learn and so for me I find myself living in that 1.5 zone and I find myself literally just watching and feeling my body. It might be based on my menstrual cycle where, you know, during ovulation, I lean more into a phase 1.5 and, and in that more follicular stage, I'm really tight keto and more of a phase one because I have that go get them attitude and I'm really just craving lean protein. Um, and so I think that my big picture is that use it as a tool based on your needs. If you're at a place of weight maintenance, you're not dealing with chronic illness, you feel like you have good antioxidant capacity, then eat at a phase 1.5 of like a low ketone production. When you feel like you need more anti-inflammatory support, when you feel like you need more body fat burn, or if you feel like you need that keto miracle baby or any other outcome of the mechanism of ketones, then you ranch it up or level up and get a little bit more aggressive in the approach to building up your ketone store. Yeah, kind of in the same boat. Right, of through like, your pregnancy vaccinations yeah. and all the things, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and like the fear of fruit for sure resonates. I remember, you know, pre-kids, we like never had fruit, including like berries or apples anymore in the house all of a sudden. And now all we buy is fruit because kids, you know. <laughs> right, I'm like, right. And I'm going to enjoy, you know, watermelon with them in mm-hmm. the summer. And um, currently breastfeeding, I'm at like a 1.5 plus or minus like just kind of depending and I noticed my supply does dip if I go a little bit too hard which I tried with the group in January and I was like no it's way too early to do that I'm not going to do that to my body so we'll see come September if Maple is still breastfeeding I may join with like the little a little kick in the pants um yeah and her being one year old totally different than six months old not even goodness where was she in january four months old yeah Yeah, um and so a different i think right thinking of seasons thinking on demands of your body but i think it's absolutely appropriate to use it when you need it but still i would say at least on a monthly basis if not weekly basis be tapping into a time of producing ketones to function as that hybrid sure. but then just depending on how strict you need to be how high you need your ketones to be is up to what results you're looking to see in your body yep yep all right i'm making ketones currently testing with a blood meter at 1.6 to 2.0 but i'm not losing weight so this is kind of, you know, the opposite problem that the other person was having. Yeah. Um, So making ketones, not losing weight. So the biggest thing I would say first off is that are you in a calorie deficit? Because I think that that's a misnomer that people think, woohoo, I only need to see the ketone present in the blood meter or the ketones on the strip going up and I'm going to force feed fat. And I always say like, you know, you can put MCT oil on pasta (laughs) and you can register ketones because of the MCT. Uh, but that does not mean that you have good blood sugar regulation and that does not mean that you're burning fat. You're still gaining fat in that scenario. And I see that all too often. I mean, people slathering on the butter or thinking that they don't have to count their grams of fat and overfeeding fat, which is 
pushing and shuttling the ketone bodies. So they're seeing those results on the meters, but they're not seeing the body comp results on their system. And so, you know, the big thing that you have to think of, and I heard this from Jason Fung uh, when he really started talking so much about fasting and such. And he said, you know, you have to go into those deep freezer reserves of the body. And that's something we talk about a lot in our program. You know, so you have to be at a caloric deficit to be in a state of catabolism or breakdown or weight loss. Um, So it's not just about producing ketones. That'll help you to get the satiety. Now you have to reduce your caloric intake so that your body is using your own body fat as fuel. And this might be actually eating a equal macros gram of protein and fat or even higher protein gram than fat, most definitely in a caloric distribution because fat is double the amount of calories of each gram of protein. Um, But this would be probably adjusting your macros and reducing your calories as I think the biggest thing of why you're not seeing results. Totally, especially with that higher level of ketones of like 1.6 to Mm 2.0. You know, I feel like if we're just tapping into the deep freezer, it might be, you know, 1.0, it might be 1.5, but that high level kind of speaks to me that like there is some exogenous fat coming in that's helping to make the ketones, but not helping the bottom line. And that's the thing is, are you chasing ketones or are you chasing results? And this is something that we keep harnessing you back to along the 12 weeks that you work with us through our live class is, you know, like we just talked about that testimonial from the woman with the rheumatoid arthritis. She got into it thinking that, her main goal was to get into remission with her autoimmune disease. But then she was pleasantly surprised with the boost of energy and then equally pleasantly surprised with the weight loss results. And so I think that some of us get in here with a initial goal and then we learn as we get to know our body and we learn how to adjust and layer in the nutritional supplement support and think in a functional medicine minded state about how to really take things to the next level. And what's really my favorite part of running this program, and I'm super excited to welcome you all into it, is that we see results that are beyond those that were ever expected. Uh, We often hear people saying, you know, crying and saying, I didn't know who I was or I had such a disconnect with my body until you guys started talking about gut stuff. I didn't even recognize that I was having loose stool daily. You know, I mean, people just are so disconnected and distracted. And so this really allows you a three-month timestamp to VIP yourself, really invest in optimize and thrive mode and to understand the underlying mechanisms of what's going on in your body so that you can not just prevent, but you can manage symptoms and you can absolutely ensure that you're not going down the trajectory of chronic disease, but that you're actually anti-aging and you're feeling amazing in your body. And my favorite line always is, after not feeling like myself for years, I finally have found and feel like myself again. And that testimonial always gives me goosebumps because I think that's what we all want is to be back in the driver's seat of the vehicle of our body, feeling empowered, feeling sustainable with our approach and having the focus on quality of life versus what am I eating choices weighing us down. Yeah, I think we did it. Was that all of the questions? That's it. We did it. We did 10 questions in just under an hour, you guys. I'm impressed. Awesome. All right. So yeah, we can't wait to have you all. Make sure you go on over to AllieMillerRD.com under programs. I think there's now a tab called virtual learning or something like that. And also under events, I believe, is where you will find the live virtual 12-week food is medicine ketosis class it starts september 6th it goes all the way into mid-november we can't wait to see you there and for listeners that are timely use early bird 50 and you will participate for just 249 dollars for all three months thank you for listening to the naturally nourished podcast visit our blog at allymillerrd.com for recipes wellness tips and food is medicine meal plans Connect with Allie and Becky at AllieMillerRD on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, stay nourished and be well.